This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. What's up, my man? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Welcome to Anatomy of Marriage. Today it's just solo. Once again, my lady, my main squeeze, baby mama, big booty as I call her on my phone. She is at Pilates. She's at Pilates with her best friends, and then after that, she's going to go to coffee. She's going to talk about anything she wants to, right? And I love, love, love giving her that opportunity to go out there and say, hey, lady, you got all the stuff is taken care of at the house. You go, have fun. I got it taken care of. And that's one of the things I want to talk about today in this episode. Actually, two things, and I'm going to keep it on task, I promise you guys. So this is for the men and ladies, this is for you to uh, also share with your dudes if they are not doing this or if they need a boost, right? So today we're going to talk about building self-confidence, right, as a guy, as a man, and then also giving, just doing right, doing right towards your wife, doing right towards your wife, okay? So let's start out. By the way, welcome to the show. This is Anatomy of Marriage. We give real help for real couples without the bull crapo, right? Again, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Me and Melanie have been married for 17 years, coming up in August. we got three kids. This is what we do full-time. So we bring it, you get it. So let's go. So one of the things that me and Melanie have been talking about a lot recently, as you know, we have been watching Lost and, uh, you know, whatever, we're late to the game for sure, but that show is pretty cool. It's interesting, right? It's clickbaiting all that stuff, but we've been watching it with our kids and we've really been having some great conversations around that. And one of those main themes that keeps on coming back and coming back and revisited over and over for Melanie is she's like, hey, Seth, when I see... Sawyer or Jack or Saeed, especially, Saeed's her new boyfriend, show up the way that they do, much like Indiana Jones or um, the dude in The Mummy, I can't, Brandon Fraser in The Mummy, they go, okay, lady, I got this situation. I don't know exactly what to do, but I'm going to try my damnedest and hardest to do the right thing that will give you protection, 
that will give us direction and will give us um, uh, provision over this, right? So provide, protect, preside. That's what one of my, my man, uh, Ryan Mickler from the Order of Man podcast talks about. Provision, providing stuff, right? Resources, money, food, uh, security, uh, protection, protection spiritually, physically, emotionally, and then provision, right? So protect, provide, preside. Oh, preside is like leading over, right? And it's not the idiot Christian way that so many guys have gotten wrong and so many churches have abused, like my way, the highway, lady. We do this, no questions asked. We're going to do it even if you're miserable. What kind of leadership is that, please? It's not that kind of leadership. It is being on base for something, right? And I found this. As I bring those Saeed vibes, again, not knowing exactly what to do every time, but being open to feedback, saying, okay, I don't know what to do, but I can figure this out. If there's resources over here, over here, or over here, let me go get them, and I'm not going to forget about providing this stuff because either I get sidetracked or I can't because I'm an emotional baby and you have to babysit me, or if I have low uh, self-esteem to do that. I can't do that. Oh, I don't know what to do. And, you know, it's going to be... No! Let's lead, bros. Let's lead in a way that makes your wife, your partner, and your children feel protected, feel led, and feel um, safe and secure, right? We've said this before, but ladies, you ladies out there, have a security gland. I don't know where it is, right? Maybe it's in your head. Maybe it's in your heart. It's a security gland. And if you have more questions about this, ask Melanie, because obviously she can articulate it uh, in the perfect way from that female perspective, right? But it's like the nesting kind of thing. If you see it's springtime out here in Washington, there's robins all in the all in the grass, you know, birds and stuff. There's even, you know, coyotes in the back of the woods. Our dog just had puppies. There's this thing that ladies do. It's called nesting, right? And animals do it too. Nest. Okay, I'm going to have a baby. I'm going to do what I was meant to do, like procreate and create life, create children. I'm going to get my nest in order, right? Can I count on the man that got me pregnant, or maybe even didn't, not, you know, in some cases, whatever, to provide that security, to provide protection for that nest, okay? And when that need is met, it's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. When that need is met for a woman, for a wife, then a lot of things can open up, right? Sexually, emotionally, spiritually, she can be who she was, right? And in, in my opinion, I've, I've seen this with thousands of therapy clients and also just in our own marriage, which is the best litmus test. When I can show up, when I do show up in that way, everything in the house just goes smoother, right? So going back to the biblical sense of like, hey, husbands, lead, it really, really works, right? And that doesn't mean women can't lead also. Melanie is an excellent leader, excellent leader in so many aspects. But when I lead and am on base for and take charge of and act responsible for, for the end result of these X amount of things in our relationship, everything goes better, right? In fact, even just doing this, I promise you, Melanie appreciates it. So today's Saturday. We're going out of town. We want to, you know, pre-batch um, batch record some episodes. Melanie was like, hey, later on, let's go record a bunch of episodes to be in the queue, right? I said, hey, lady, I got you. I got you, girlfriend. And so I've already recorded one. This is the second one I'm recording today. I might record another. But she is going to feel secure that our business, I'm taking care of part of it, right? 
It doesn't mean I batch record every single episode uh, independently. No. But for this case, for this day, she's off having coffee, doing Pilates, doing her thing with her friends. I'm back taking care of stuff, right? And after this, I'm going to go in and probably cut the grass and make our yard look beautiful and make the house all nice, right? And I'm not going to be a little bitch about it. I'm not going to do that, guys. For so often, our wives ask something or say something, if you would just whatever, and we go, oh, yeah, well, I'm a small-ass baby, and I can't even do it because I'm butthurt about everything. I did that forever, and I was irritable. I said, oh, well, you could, you just do this, right? And again, guys, this really wasn't modeled for me. I didn't, I didn't learn like, okay, let's kick ass and do everything and be Saeed vibes. I wasn't really modeled with that growing up. And we're certainly not modeled with that in pop culture, right? You know, the oaf husband or whatnot. There has to come a time when you're like, okay, I got this. And guys, here's a secret. Melanie doesn't know this. But in these last couple of days, I've been doing anything that she's asked me to do. Right. And then those things that she's asked me to do, obviously, those are perpetual things that come up in her mind over and over and over. I'm continuing to do those things and say, hey, I got you, girl. Right. In fact, this morning I woke up earlier than she did and I went on my run and come back home and was going to take a shower. Just wanted to see if she was awake or not. So I peeked in the door and she was awake and I was like, hey, good morning, babe. And I said, hey, because she always asked me these three things. Always, never fail for a million years. She's asked me these things, even before she says good morning, which I used to be like, "Hey, you're just all business, you know? Can you can you say hey to me and not be thinking about tasks already, right?" But I'm like, "Okay, that's her personality. I'm not gonna be weird and be butthurt about that." So she asked me three things. She says, "Hey, can you turn the the um, coffee pot on, right?" So she has an espresso maker. Flip that switch, right? It takes a minute, and she wants it to be ready by the time she wakes up. Okay, boom. Flip that switch on. Hey, can you put tea, put water in the kettle, right, to boil? So that's also ready, concurrent with the coffee maker, right? Okay, boom. And now since we've had puppies, she's very worried about the health and the the uh, upkeep of the puppies. Hey, can you go check on the puppies? Can you let Zinga out so she can go pee? All right, I got you. And so I know she's going to ask me those things, so I was ahead of it this morning. And this seems so small, but I promise you it is significant, guys. If you can flip that switch and do these things ahead of time before your wife asks, it will really go a long way. And uh, I said, hey, that coffee maker, I got you. Water, got you. Oh, and guess what? The puppies, I'll check those right now. And, of course, she smiled and was like, oh, man, that's cool. Thank you, right? And am I doing that so we'll have sex later or doing foreplay or all that stuff? Sure. That's not a bad idea. I will not say no to sex, Melanie. So if you're listening, yes to the sex box. <laughs> Check yes on the sex uh, category. But I'm not doing those things just for that. I'm doing those because I love her. And when I show up that way, guess what it does for me? Guess what it does for me? Zig Ziglar says, give enough people what they want in life and you will get what you want in life, right? Right? So if I'm giving Melanie the protection and the security and the knowing of like, oh, I married a guy who kicks ass every day and he's got this. He turns on the coffee pot without me asking. He's thinking about me because if I turn on the coffee pot and check the puppies and let out Zinga and turn on the, the water boiler thing without her asking, guess what else I'm doing? I'm making sure she has gas in her car, making sure her tabs are current on the license plate, making sure there's insurance All these things that lead to the overall 
health and protection of her. And if this she's protected, guess what? Her kids are protected. Our three kids. So in the overall scope of things, how am I showing up for her? Am I in her asset category? Solid asset. Or am I a baby liability? Am I always butthurt around? Am I always like just irritable in in a bad mood? Am I always like just complaining about stuff? Am I always like, oh, well, I don't know. I mean, Seth hasn't done that. Uh, Is he going to do it this time? Am I reliable? Am I trustworthy? Right? What kind of man do I, well, first of all, what kind of man do I want to be? Second of all, what kind of man and husband do I want my wife to perceive me as? Not only perceive me as, but know. Because perception and reality are two different things. Right? Perception and reality are two different things. So if my wife perceives me as, oh yeah, he's a kick-ass guy, he does all this stuff, he does all this stuff, she will know that and can have that thought in her mind by my actions, by what reality really says. Um, And on the other side of that, she can hope that she can perceive me as a kick-ass guy, like a solid individual who does what he says and says what he does. But in actions, it's not that. And that's where we have, um, what is it called in... um, in, in therapy language, there's an incongruence there. It's not congruent with um, who she wants me to be and who I actually am. So, guys, when you can be the, the man that your wife wants you to be, and then actually that's who you are, then you're cooking with gas. Then you're cooking with seal oil, right? I got a native friend that says that. Um, so, okay, number two. Guys, do you struggle with self-confidence with self-esteem, with the biting knowledge or knowing or feeling of, wait a minute, am I doing enough? Am I enough? Do I know what to do, right? For so many of us, that comes from family of origin, that comes from childhood, and an amazing book that talks about that is uh, by John Eldridge, um, uh, John Eldridge, Wild at Heart. Oh, geez, why can I not remember that? John Eldridge, Wild at Heart. So it's got a super heavy Christian bent, which is fine. If you don't fly that way, that's fine too, whatever. But the point of that book is knowing and hooking up with other guys and hearing the thing that we all want to hear as dudes is, I have what it takes. Seth has what it takes to be a kick-ass husband, to be a kick-ass dad, to be a kick-ass individual, to be able to lift that thing or whatever, to be able to have the emotional capacity to do and go through hard shit and not lose my shit around it, right? One of the best definitions I have ever heard of what it means to be a man is this. What does it mean to be a man? It means to do the right thing at the right time, to be capable of doing what is needed at that time, right? So being a man Maybe not be about like, oh, I can kick everybody's ass in this room and have the biggest muscles and make a thousand dollars per second, blah blah blah, and all the stuff, and drive a huge truck, you know, which actually means your wiener's small. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but I want to be a man that has the belief in myself that whatever situation comes up in anything spiritual, emotional, physical, uh, social, I have what it takes to get the results that is the best result. Now, it's not like the best result is a black and white, like, oh, Seth, the best result for that one thing was exactly that, and there was no other iteration of it. There's no other way to do it. I don't believe in that, right? There are many right answers to a question, 
right? Um, think of it in math, right? Okay, I want to get a sum of 10. Okay, I do 2 times 5 or 9 plus 1 or 5 plus 5. Those are all different iterations, but we get the same thing, right? So I want to be a man that has self-confidence, that has self-control, that has wisdom. Wisdom does now what you're going to be thankful for later, right? Wisdom does now what you're going to be thankful for later. So I want to be competent in all those not be a jack of all trades and master of none because then you just like ADD brain and you don't get stuff done. You just have a million different projects and they're all half-assed and the people are looking of like, okay, why is that car in your, you know, why is that car on cement blocks in your front yard? It's been there for 10 years. What's going on? Well, I started and couldn't get the part, you know, and it's taken two years to get the part. Oh, wow. It's really expensive part if it's taken two years to get from uh, uh, AutoZone. Hmm, okay. So don't be that dude, right? And one of the things that I go back to is, and this is this is for you guys out there, listen to Ed Milet and the Max Out podcast, right? Ed Milet, he's awesome. M-Y-L-E-T-T or Andy Frisilla or David Goggins or all these guys that we talk about on the show. Guys and women that have done stuff despite really terrible circumstances. They had what it takes or had what it took to get to the other side of something. And Ed Milet talks about we build self-confidence We build self-esteem, self-reliance, trust in ourselves by doing exactly, let me say that again, we build self-confidence, self-esteem, self-reliance by doing exactly what we said we were going to do. And in that, we are keeping the promises that we make to ourselves. Hmm. That is huge. When I heard that, I meditated that on that, and I've thought about it 8 billion times since then. When I can keep a promise that I make to myself, it does something, guys. It does something in your brain. It does something in your heart that cannot be undone, that cannot be taken away. And here's an example. So the first time I completed 75 hard, through the rain, through the snow. I started on January 2nd in 2020 and went 75 days. I think it was like March something, right? And literally, we had ice storms. We had rainstorms. It's Washington. And also, we had snowstorms. There were several, several, several times I was walking in my outside workout at night, crunching through the snow, going, oh my gosh, I'm freezing my balls off here, but I'm out here and I'm doing it. Nothing in my external world stopping me from doing this. There were times when I thought, okay, I'm going to barf now. I am going to throw up. I feel like shit. I am going to throw up. I never did, but it was like right there. I was like, no, I'm going to keep on walking. I'm going slow, but I'm we'd be damned if I if I quit, right? So we build self-confidence by doing what we say we're going to do and by keeping promises that we make to ourselves because I can this is I'm really good at this right I can over promise to people agencies in my work and stuff and sometimes under under deliver more often than not I over promise and over deliver which is a good category to be in but you know the person that I let down the most in that is me myself I break the promises that I make to myself so if I do that enough what does myself begin to think myself is or just a liar. Oh, you don't do what you say you're going to do. Oh, you can let that go. You don't have anybody be, to be accountable to. So what does it matter? Nobody's, you know, nobody's dying because you, you know, quit 75 hard on day 21. Oh, I guess no big deal, right? And then we relegate ourselves and then subconsciously we go, oh, 
that's the type of person I am. I don't keep promises to myself. I keep promises to others, but really that feels empty after a while because I don't believe my own bullshit after a while. You know what I'm saying? I mean, well, sometimes we do. We get in the we get in our way. Like we do believe our own BS, and that after we do that for a while, we turn around and go, "I am extremely unhappy. I have extremely low self confidence. I am extremely discontent. I don't like where I am right now." Right. So you turn that around right now and begin to keep the promises that you make to yourself, and do that consistently. Maybe for seventy five days, or just for five days, or twenty one days, you will see an exponential ten x in your self-esteem, in your self-confidence, in your own internal value of your own self. If I devalue myself, it doesn't matter what I'm doing out there. If I'm not okay in my own brain, what does all this other stuff matter? I can have a huge house, but an empty home, and it does not matter, right? So we build self-confidence, self-esteem, self-reliance, self-trust by keeping the promises we make to ourselves. So guys, I want you to start out there. Are you the type of guy that has broken your promises to yourself. And if you're anything like me, yes, you've done that a billion times. But now, now that you know, you can't unknow. So if you're hearing my words, you're like, oh shit, I can't play that game anymore because if I do, well, you can, but don't be surprised when you're getting the same results over and over and over and over, right? So keep a promise, keep multiple promises that you make to yourself over days and days and days. The first time I finished 75 Horror, which I just finished like less than a week ago for the second time in 2021, the first time I did it, I told Melanie, I'm like, I can do anything. And that isn't in a weird, cocky, I'll kick anybody's ass in this room way, because that's not true, right? It is a way like, hey, I kept the promises that I made to myself. I have what it takes, just like John Eldridge talks about. I said I was going to do 75 days, and I freaking did 75 days. I kept that promise. If I can keep that promise to myself, then I am capable of other things. I'm capable of turning my marriage around. I'm capable of repairing the relationships with my kids that need to be repaired. I'm capable of repairing the relationship with my own self. Oh, that is a big one, you guys. That is such a big one. Well, okay. Segue. Or not segue, tangent. Sometimes we talk about self-care and all this stuff. It's more prevalent with ladies and stuff like that, but sometimes with dudes too. It's like, oh man, you know, F it, self-care, five o'clock somewhere, I'm going to drink. Oh, wait a minute. You've done that for 10 years and you're huge and got a beer gut and gross and you never have sex. Okay, so don't do that anymore. That's not self-care, right? Self-care is doing things like 75 hard. Self-care is um, coming to the realization that I've kind of been sucky. I've been leaving a lot on the table. I'm not going to leave a lot on the table right now. I'm going to do what it takes to rearrange all this stuff, right? Self-care is doing 75 hard, walking at 1130 at night in the snow. That's self-care. That's ultimate self-care. That is lasting self-care that cannot be taken away. Uh, I really like things that can't be taken away, like my graduate degree, right? I did the schooling. I did all that stuff. If the diploma burns, if all the records get gone, I still know that I have a master's degree, right? I did 75 hard once in 2020, once in 2021. Nobody can take that away. That's not going to change. So I know that if I did it then, I always have the potential and the capability of doing it again. So go do some self-care that actually is caring to yourself, 
not eating a pizza and a six-pack. Sure, if you just finished 75 hard, go drink a six-pack and eat a pizza. I don't care. You'll probably get sick as a dog if you do that, but that's fine, right? Go do something that kicks your ass for 75 days to prove to yourself that you have what it takes to, to instill the belief that you actually do have what it takes, that you are the type of man that keeps the promises that you make to yourself. You are the type of husband, you're the type of dad that keeps those promises that you make to your wife, that you make to your kids, that you make to your parents, to your community, to your job, to your business. Be that type of guy. And I promise you, all this stuff that you want, self-esteem, happiness, contentment, will 10x. You guys, I've done it. I swear by it. I have thought all the stuff that you have thought before. And then I did it. Thought all the things you thought about before. Felt all the ways you felt. Been butthurt, been sad, been a victim, been a pity party. All this stuff before. I promise you, I've done all that before. And also... I've gone to grad school. I've built a business. I've built programs. I've flown to Dubai alone to speak at a mental health conference that I had no business at and succeeded and got invited back for a second time. I've turned my marriage around, created a podcast, finished 75 hard twice. I've done these things, you guys. If I can do it, you can do it. My coach told me, and I said this before, he asked me, he's like, Seth, if these other dudes, if these other ladies have built this, why can't you do it? I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I guess not. And if you don't do it, Seth, somebody else will. The next Tony Robbins is there. The next David Goggins is there. The next Melanie Studley is there. The next Seth Studley is there. They're there. Why Why not you? If you don't do it, somebody else will. If you don't do this, somebody else will turn their marriage around, have sex tonight, get over their stupid shit that they've been bitching about forever, And then create an awesome podcast or an awesome business and an awesome marriage and an awesome family and an awesome legacy. Somebody on this earth will do that. Why not you? Why not you? There's no reason. You cannot email me right now at sethandamiofmarriage.com and go, Seth, I can't do it because of one, two, three. I'll read it. I'll laugh at it. I'll judge you. And then I'll encourage you and kick your ass on that and saying, yes, the F you can. Because I did. Because I did. So, you guys, I love you. Obviously, I've been talking about coaching. This is what we do. If you have any questions about coaching, email at coaching at anatomymarriage.com. We'll get on a call. We'll serve you. We'll see if you are a good fit for individual coaching or for couples coaching to turn this stuff around. In all this stuff that I've said from the top of the show 25 minutes ago, You can't do this stuff alone. You can read books, you can listen to podcasts, you can go to seminars, but until you have that accountability, that encouragement, that one-on-one, you can't do it alone. We think we can, we're going to white-knuckle this stuff and go, oh, I got this, I got this. But if that were true, you would have done it by now. You would have done it the first time you heard something like this. You You would have done it the first time you read an awesome book that changed your paradigm. All right, so email coaching at anatomyofmarriage.com. You'll get my phone number. Let's hop on the phone. Let's talk about if coaching is a right fit for you. This is what we do. This is our zone of genius. This is what we love. You guys do that. And also, you guys, we are having a Back to Basics boot camp August 6th 
right here in Maple Valley, right outside of Seattle. It's a free event. There's going to be a special VIP at our house, which is a paid event. But in that, you're going to get one-on-one help with a shared vision from your for your marriage. You're going to turn stuff around, right? It's going to be a whole weekend. It's going to be fun. We're going to have dinners. I got something special planned for the dudes on Saturday, August 7th. We're going to go out and do some kick-ass stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. So go to, uh, let's see, go to our website, thestudleys.com, and click on the Back to Basics Boot Camp to get more information. You guys are going to love it. It's what we do. It's going to be so freaking fun. So, you guys, I love you. Again, email Seth and for any questions like this. You can do this, guys. I did it. Melanie did it. There is absolutely legit no reason that you can't do it. So, go get the resources. Have a great day, guys. Love you. Bye.